Good morning, afternoon, good evening, everybody. This is Pastor David from Arise Reform Church. and hope you guys are doing well today. Okay, first off, you're probably wondering why I chose that silly little jingle for our intro music. Uh, well, that's the sound um, that our missions team heard every morning when we were going to the train station in Osaka uh, last summer. Now, why did I choose that as our intro? I have no idea. I just like it. And um, yeah, but maybe we could use that as our signal to remind us that it's time to um, do our devotionals together. That's why we're recording this anyway. So this past weekend, our leaders met to discuss the the next steps of, of church and what's going on in the midst of coronavirus. And, you know, sadly, like every other church in L.A., we're going to have to close down um, all our doors and cancel all activities until further notice. So that's really sad, you know. Uh, a lot of us were looking forward to life group and post-game and, and Friday services, practices, and all that. But And even things like meeting for dinner, you know. But, yeah, we're just trying our best to stay home now, right, and exercise caution. So uh, what we as a leadership have decided to do is, in a way, we want to try and give you a slice of church while we're all dispersed. And, you know, as a church, and especially for me as a pastor, we just want to we just want to do our best to serve you and providing you a way where you can be fed spiritually. We got our Sunday streams for service on Facebook Live. Um, and then we have these audio, um, audio streams, I guess you can call it podcast or, or whatever it might be. And um, And hopefully through this content, you'll be encouraged to still pick up your Bible, or just even spend a few minutes in prayer as you know as we're waiting for the storm to pass. So with that said, what exactly are these audio streams or podcasts? What are they going to consist of? Uh, well, for now, uh, myself, uh, Pastor Isaac, and Hyun as well, I think what we're going to do is um, we're going to be working on some devotionals and we're going to be reading these to you. And maybe you could just follow along with us and you, you could follow along while you're either driving working or, or studying, but um, yeah, they're just going to be devotionals for now, um, and yeah, this is going to be good if you're at home, right? Like, maybe you're working at home, and you need some, you need to take a break, and you want to do a devotional with the Lord, um, or maybe this is good for you because you're not working at home, and maybe your boss or your employer still thinks it's good for you to be in the office, or maybe you can't, you know, you don't have that luxury of working at home, so um, you know, maybe this recording will remind you like, hey, the Lord's with me and he still wants me to spend time with him. The church is thinking about me and, you know, I want to spend some time with the Lord uh, during my break. Um, next, how are these, uh, how often are these things going to come out? Well, I think we're going to try and, and shoot middle of the week. Um, so hopefully every month, uh, every Wednesday, um, you're going to see some sort of content in your uh, podcast subscription. Um, so, yeah, I think we're going to record these on Sunday or Monday. And then, you know, I used to edit podcasts and music back in college. So I need time to edit these. And, yeah, maybe uh, Wednesday will be a, a good time. So hopefully you guys have something to look forward to midweek, you know. So for our first devotional, uh, we have our very own youth pastor, Isaac who's going to be sharing some encouraging words for us from uh, the book of James. Now, James was the older brother of 
uh, he's the younger brother of, of Jesus, who was also the pastor of the main church in Jerusalem. Now, James is so applicable to us, not because his words are just practical, but um, James, who was a pastor, he was serving uh, the church when the church was under persecution. And when Christians were being martyred, um, they started to run away and they had to disperse and, and go into hiding. And what James did was during persecution, James stayed at the church and he wrote letters to his members to encourage them to be faithful and strong. So um, without further ado, here's uh, Pastor Isaac as he shares about trusting in the Lord during times of trial. Hey guys, this is Pastor Isaac, and I'm here to bring uh, an encouraging devotions for you guys today. Hope you guys are staying healthy and safe through this time of uncertainty and war- worry. And as grim as it may seem right now, with all the new updates and bans and whatnot, I think it is proper that we look at a passage that can encourage us and strengthen us to face each day as they come. And as we wonder and are anxious about the things that are com- coming for us in the next few months, we can be encouraged by the book of James, which will help us find wisdom in these trying times. So if you can, turn with me to the book of James. We'll be reading from chapter 1, verses 2 through 18. James chapter 1, verses 2 through 18. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Let the lowly brother boast in his exaltation, and the rich in his humiliation because like a flower of the grass, he will pass away. For the sun rises with its scorching heat and withers the grass, its flowers falls and its beauty perishes. So also will the rich man fade away in the midst of his pursuits. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life which God had promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. That's God's word for us today. Amen. The author of this book is known to be Jesus' older half-brother, James. The irony of James is that initially he didn't believe in Jesus as the Messiah, but came to believe in him at a later time, which would then transform him into a key leader when the early church first started in Jerusalem. Why did James write this letter, and to whom did he write this letter? James wrote to uh, Jewish Christians who were dispersed due to Herod Agrippa's persecution through the year 44 AD, Acts 12. These Christians were either taken to Rome, or they dispersed throughout the Mediterranean world. And why is this important? 
because the people the author writes to helps us as readers today to understand the context of why the letter was written and the themes of the letter, which then helps us understand the letter on a deeper level, which brings us to the theme of this letter. The book of James has very proverbial-like themes for the Jewish Christians and modern-day Christians and what it looks like to live out the Christian life. MacArthur writes in the Study Bible that James stressed godly behavior over theological knowledge. In essence, James is encouraging the readers to live out their faith with godly behavior and not just having the knowledge of what it takes to be a Christian. With that information of the context and the themes of the letter in mind, let's take a look at the passage section by section for today. James begins the passage with challenging those that were dispersed to count it all joys when you meet trials of various kinds. The Greek word for count here can also be translated as consider or evaluate. Because the normal response from a human during trials or temptations is not to consider as joy, and the tendency is to become negative. James is asking the believer to make an active decision to face them with joy. And trials here represents anything that breaks the pattern of peace, comfort, joy, and happiness in one's life. The testing here that James uses is the testing to see the quality of a thing or the quality of a person. And so God uses these things to increase the strength and quality of one's faith, which is what James is saying here. So we know that the test of faith produces steadfastness, and that when that happens, we become perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. This doesn't mean that we are perfect because no one really is perfect, but rather that we become mature and whole in our faith. And as he continues, James tells those that lack wisdom to ask it from God. The wisdom here is not necessarily philosophical wisdom, but the wisdom that is found in Scripture. This wisdom in Scripture allows believers to do what was commanded by James and what is commanded by God. But the one that asks must ask in faith with no doubt. That is what James is suggesting here. Meaning that the person who doubts either doubts because of an inner moral conflict or sin, or has a general distrust in God. This type of person is never able to settle down because of the doubt in his or her mind and makes him or her a double-minded person, who, according to MacArthur, is one who trusts in God occasionally while at other times fails to trust in Him, especially during times of trial. One word to describe this person? Unstable. And so James continues and states that in the face of these trials, all brothers are actually equally dependent on God. And he gives an illustration of the lowly brother and the rich person. In the face of these trials, all people will be humbled, but they can also boast in the fact that they can be identified as a child of God and can be identified with Christ. That those who think their material wealth and other things in this life will save them will actually be judged and will face the scorching heat of God. Finally, James states that those who withstand trials are those who are blessed, who are truly joyful and happy, that those who withstand the trials of life demonstrate a genuine faith and trust in God, which will result in the ultimate crown, life eternal or salvation. James says the one who is tempted or goes through trials, these are used synonymously, they have two options set before them either to endure and believe that God is faithful and trust in Him, or doubt God and His words and do evil, in essence, falling into the temptation or trial. We have to understand that God has no ability to be tempted. He has no capacity to do evil. 
and therefore he does not himself tempt people. He allows trials and temptations to happen to people, but he allows a way out of these temptations as well as not allowing them to be tempted beyond what they are capable of dealing with, as we see in 1 Corinthians 10.13. Those who fall into temptations are lured and fall, fall into their own accord and desire. We see that sin is not a process, but it is, it is a process, not a spontaneous act. Finally, the good and perfect gift of gods that we see here at the very end of the passage are two different Greek words. The first one denoting the act of giving, while the second one denotes the object given. What is this gift, we may ask? Well, the good gift, we can think of all the things in life that we have that are good and beneficial to us. But the perfect gift, the perfect gift that is given by the Father of light is salvation through his Son, Jesus Christ. The faith in Jesus Christ that saves us. That out of his own will, God desi desired regeneration for all mankind. And so he gave a perfect gift of Jesus Christ and the redeeming work that he has done on the cross for us. So as I wrap this devotion up, here are a few things to, to think about and ask ourselves as we continue to work through this uh, recent events. In the midst of all the chaos of COVID-19 and other things of this world, how can you face these things in light of today's passage? Have you asked God for the wisdom to navigate through these situations in your life? Or have you searched through the scriptures to find the wisdom? What are your views on temptations and trials? Because this plays an important role in how you deal with and respond to it. And think, lastly, think about the good gifts that God has given to you. Recall those good gifts and respond in thankfulness and gratitude towards the Father of lights. Let us withstand and persevere through trials and temptations of life. Let us endure during these trying times. I pray that you stay safe and healthy out there, and may God bless you in your journey of becoming more and more like Christ. Um, so before we end here, we want to just give you guys a couple of announcements. Uh, first, we want to encourage you to listen to what our government has recommended, and we want to encourage you to stay home. So, yes, uh, you might be young and healthy and invincible, but you might um, pass something along to someone who isn't. So we want to encourage you to be smart, healthy, and safe. Um, secondly, uh, we want you to make every effort to stay in contact with one another. Call each other, you know, call your friend in life group, uh, life group or, um, or whatever it might be. Text them, FaceTime with them, play video games with them. I don't know. Um, just make every effort to encourage each other and pray for each other. Uh, lastly, um, you know, we want to ask that you pray for our brothers and sisters who are still working away from home, especially those who work in clinics or hospitals, um, banks, offices, retail, and so on. Uh, please pray for their safety and pray that the Lord would really just uh, protect them from any harm. Um, don't forget that our Sunday service is going to be streamed online through Facebook Live. You can find it on facebook.com slash groups slash Arise Reformed. This service is provided for both Arise Reformed members and also SNL youth group um, students as well. So hopefully we'll see you on the stream. Uh, stay safe and God bless.